when Neil and I were talking about speaking and, and it happened to fall on, on Mother's Day, as actually we didn't realize <laughs> we didn't realize it was it was Mother's Day and when we talked about me preaching, it was actually supposed to be our Jonah series. And it was supposed to be Jonah and the whale. I said, I'm not preaching on Mother's Day on Jonah and the whale. I said, I will be crucified. And there's no good way to preach that message that you don't. So I'm just like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, we're preaching a standalone message and we're just not touching the Jonah thing. So uh, there you go. So we're not talking about weight or anything like that today. We're just leaving that all off the table, okay? I'm kidding. But, but one of the things I was thinking through is that as a husband, a father, a son, that it, it's wonderful to celebrate Mother's Day. I talked to my mom on, on the way to church this morning. Uh, however, I'm a guy. So it's difficult uh, to un- understand what it means to be a mom. I've been married with my wife almost 30 years. We've been married 27 years. Uh, but I don't know what it's like to carry a child. I don't know what it's like to give birth. I don't know what it's like uh, to nurture children from a motherly side of things. And uh, that there's just all these different stages of life. But one thing I do know is that a fo- as a follower of Jesus, as I connect with different moms in, in my life, I can love and support and, and, and encourage them. And today, a lot of times what happens... My title of the message is called uh, Beyond Flowers and Chocolate because not that flowers and chocolate are are a bad thing, but I think a lot of times moms need more than just, here's some flowers, here's some chocolate, I love you, you're doing a great job. It's the other 364 days a year that we can come alongside and really dial in as husbands, fathers, sons, friends and say, how can I help you? Uh, be the most successful mom you can possibly be. And if you're wondering if they actually want flowers and chocolate, take a look at this video. You know the saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So let's make her happy with the perfect Mother's Day gift. We know that can be difficult, so we did some of the work for you. Dads, kids, if you haven't gotten anything yet, listen up. We posted an unscientific survey to Twitter asking moms what they actually want. These are the options. A day off from parenting, a handmade gift, a store-bought gift, flowers, and candy. So the results are in, and I think no surprise here, 65% say moms just want a day (laughs) off from parenting, followed by the handmade gift, then the store-bought gift with flowers and candy coming in dead last. There you go. So moms have been weighing in on To the very end. Uh, One says an Amazon gift card is the flowers and candy. They don't want it. So, so I'm sorry if you've already bought your gifts because now you're in trouble because you're sitting here at church and I'm talking to through with you. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. But really, what, here's what we need to do. I'm going to tell you some really wise words from John F. Kennedy's mom. Okay? Are you ready for this? Here's what she said. She said, ask not what your mother can do for you, but what you can do for your mother. Do you remember when she said that? She never said that. I'm just kidding. I made that up. Uh, but it's a great thing to think through that ask not what your mother can do for you, but what you can do for your mother. And in this message today, I want to look at two scripture verses. We're going to look at Ephesians 5, 25 through 28. And here's what it says. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. No pressure. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies, who, love, uh, who loves his wife, loves himself. Now, obviously, this is talking to husbands and wives, but obviously, if your wife has, this can be 
tricky here. If your wife has children and you're married to her, that makes her a mom. Did you know that? I'm just kidding. So there you go. So this applies to moms, right? Because so this is husbands, how we're supposed to love our wives. And I can remember um, when I was a dad for the first time with Rachel, who's now uh, going to have my first grandbaby, baby, my son-in-law is sitting back in the sound booth right now. And, uh, but when she was born, I think it was like the first six weeks, I like went through this time of just feeling, I realized how selfish I was. And, cause I, and I didn't know how to be a dad. I was young. My wife was 17 when we got engaged, 18 barely uh, when we got married. And uh, I just didn't know how to be a dad. And I didn't understand, and this verse really spoke to me uh, of really what it means to surrender my life. That now I had to lay down my life and my time and my, you know, I love going and playing pickup basketball. And it was one of the things, I, and I'm like, oh, I can't just go do this. I, I have a newborn baby now, and I need to make time, and, and it took me a good, you know, month and a half to really, like, oh my gosh, I need to figure this out, and, and through that, that time frame, that it's just more and more of being selfless, and so much of loving and supporting the moms in our life is about realizing uh, how we can be more selfless, because this Ephesians 5.25 is, it emphasizes the importance of husband's love and devotion to their wife, and Christ loves for the church. So the way that we love our, our wife and our wife as a mother, we're supposed to do that as sacrificial, as of Christ giving of himself. And this, the selflessness, what it does, it helps to create a strong foundation in our lives. And it does, so just even if you're not married, we can take the principles from this Ephesians verse and say, how can we apply this to the moms in our lives and be selfless, be tender, give time, our treasure, our talent to gird up and support those around us rather than just give flowers and chocolate? How can you go above and beyond with that? And then there's this other verse in Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. And it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. I send that to my kids all the time. (laughs) I really don't. I'm kidding. Uh, But it says, Children, so we can live out this verse. So we're all children right? We're all children. We can live out this verse, uh, and if you're younger, you can live out this verse by obeying their authority, following their guidance as a parent, respecting their rules and boundaries, even when it's inconvenient or difficult. And one of the things as an older adult uh, is as maybe as our parents that we have get older, our mom gets older, and a lot of times they go backwards, you know, whether it's dementia and different things that that set in in old age, that we end up taking care of our parents almost as children. And what that is, is that we become even more selfless and sacrificial. And that is our way to model to the moms in our life about how Christ loves his church. And it's not always easy. It's not always easy if we have a difficult mom or difficult mother-in-law, and we're going to, a lot of us are going to leave here today, we're going to go maybe have dinner with people, and there's going to be tension in maybe some of the rooms, hopefully not, but it's an opportunity for us to go into those environments and say, how can I 
give up my life, my agenda, my insecurities, anger, resentment, fear? How can I lay that down at the feet of Jesus and truly love and support the moms that are around me today, regardless of what's being reciprocated back? Because I think a lot of times what happens in difficult relationships with moms is there's undercurrent of offense. And a lot of things with offense is when we're offended is we can be completely right in a situation. Maybe you've had an argument with your mom recently or uh, you have a difficult situation or just things that are in your head when they said this or they said that. And, And the thing about it is you can be completely right but completely wrong at the same time if you allow yourself to stay offended. Does that make sense? So it's laying, so it's laying down the offense. You can offend somebody, but yet be completely right. And so it's having that tension, that, that nuance in the relationships with the moms in our lives, to be able to talk with them. And, and there's been so many conversations. Uh, you know, there's been times when I've gotten arguments with my own mom about things in the past. And as we talk through those, well, I realized I hurt her but I was honest and truthful at the same time. And it's realizing that I need to address that offense. So Mother's Day, it's not always roses and and candy and cake. It's difficult. And a lot of times what we do is we brush over Mother's Day. We preach on Proverbs 31, woman, and uh, say how great they are. And then we send the moms on their way. But what if we really started to look at our relationships with the moms in our lives? And you could take this and put it towards your dad or your friends or anything like that, but we're talking about moms today, right? So here's why these two scripture verses are so important. Because not only are, is there the difficulty that we have in our relationships for some of us with moms, or maybe our mom not being here, so there's th- those emotions, but also there's a lot of things that moms just struggle with that they don't ever talk about because they just get stuff done and they just keep going. And here, here's some of them. Okay, there's a range of physical and emotional insecurities. Okay, I'm not saying all moms have this, but it can affect their overall well-being. Some physical insecurities may include body image concerns, weight fluctuations, fatigue, chronic health issues. You know, I can, these are ones, I was talking through this message with my wife. I said, hey, can I talk about um, Carter, my oldest, or my youngest son, he was C-section. The boy was 10 pounds, 8 ounces. Yeah, he was a bowling ball, is what he was. Uh, But uh, that C-section left scars. And it left scars on her her stomach. It left, uh, you know, uh, stretch marks and all this stuff. And I've called them her beauty scars for years. And and, because I tell her, and she's like, oh, I hate these, you know, and and just these things that just hurt her self-image. But I tell her all the time, I said, honey, you put yourself through war, basically. You know, you, you, you sacrificed your body to be able to bring my children into this world. And we need a paradigm shift, I think, in our culture of, of what beauty really is. And, and because that is beautiful. And a lot of times what happens with that is you have kids, and then your hormones change. Then after your hormones change, maybe it causes weight issues because of hormone change and then all this other stuff. My wife, and she said I could say this, went through a hysterectomy recently. So there's these things that, that moms go through, and she just does it. She's just a powerhouse, 
you know, Amy's the same way. They're just both just powerhouses, you know, and just get stuff done. And it doesn't mean that these physical insecurities go away. A lot of times it leads to more stress and more anxiety, and then it leads to emotional insecurities, feeling overwhelmed, anxious, inadequate as a parent or a spouse. A lot of moms, especially working moms, they struggle with feelings of guilt and shame for not being able to balance their work and family, even though they probably are, you know, and the family responsibility. So there's this idea that they can't be the perfect mom. There's no such thing as a perfect mom, by the way. But there's a lot of great moms, Victoria, anyway. But many moms feel like this quote. This is what the moms feel like. Behind every great kid is a mom who's pretty sure she's screwing it up. <laughs> you know, I think that's a lot of the guilt that they carry. Like, oh, where did it go wrong? What can I do differently? But I promise you, though, that these insecurities, they impact all the moms in your life. Their self-esteem, their confidence, which can lead to negative self-talk. It can lead to depression. And the thing is, is we all have moms in our lives that we can encourage. This is why I said you can use this message as blackmail moms. That's right. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Joking. But there's ways that we can support and encourage those and help our moms feel confident, feel valued, and feel loved. And it can go beyond flowers and chocolate. That's the easy part. It really is the easy part. It doesn't mean it's not a nice gesture. It's like what's happening the rest of the year? How can we love the moms in our lives as Christ loves the church? As children, how can we honor and obey the parents, the moms that are in our life? So what if we began to ask ourselves this question? Here's a good question. One, there's the ask not what your mother can do for you, but what you can do for your mother. But here's, a, here's another one. How can I add greater support and encouragement for the moms in my life, emotionally, physically, and spiritually? I can think off the top of my head of just moms that, you know, they're single moms. They're working two, three jobs trying to, you know, what's it, what's it like to, under the radar, give a gift that they don't even know who it's from? just to help them out, or whatever. There's, there's the sky's the limit of what we can do to help the moms in our life. You know, I was having a conversation this morning with someone at church that just lost their mom. First Sunday without their mom. And how do we support them and hug them and encourage, encourage them? My, my mother-in-law just lost her son. 42 years old, about a month ago, my sister's brother had a heart attack out of the blue. And we were with her last night just talking, loving on her, hugging her. Like, but that's an ongoing thing. Now, my sister-in-law lost her husband, four kids, oldest 15, youngest is uh, 16 months. You know, so it's not just go out and be this Proverbs 31 woman because it, it takes all of us. The, the more we can come alongside the moms that are in our lives, the better it is for everybody. It just helps society. 
and it especially helps the church because we get to be Jesus to the moms that, that are around us. Amen. I can remember when I was pastoring, uh, I was at Calvary Church for a number of years, a long time ago, and we had a men's club there, and one of the things, or men's group, and one of the things we would just do is get together and go out and fix uh, single moms, widows, uh, moms' homes, and go in and do drywall and paint and small projects and things just, just to help them. It was so awesome just to be able to come alongside moms and and help them, or uh, there were some people that were really good with cars, and uh, someone would buy, you know, fixer-uppers and then give them the cars, and it was just neat to see that dynamic because, like I said, some of these moms had two, three jobs, and they're trying to make it to work, and they needed some a, a, a car that was dependable and needed to get the kids at this time, and it's just, it all can be overwhelming. So... Loving, the, the point is this, loving the moms in our life, it's not just a one-time event. It's an ongoing process, and it requires constant attention and effort on our part because, it, you know, Mother's Day comes once a year, and we think about it, and then we go about our lives, and so that's the question. How can, who's, think of the moms in your life. And how can we come alongside of them and support them? And I just wanted to end this message with just kind of six practical steps that we can take. Um, because one of the things that I, that I really wanted to touch on as well is that the, the stigma, um, it's not the women that have to do all the housework and cleaning and cooking and all, all the stuff. Those, those just aren't, those, a lot of those things have been, I think... Uh, those glass ceilings have been shattered, you know, that we can all, men can chip in and we can do our part and uh, no matter where we're at. So uh, this isn't just about uh, housework. I'm the, I'm the one in my house that loves to clean and I love to cook. You know, I, I do 90% of it and I love, that's what I, I love to do. I'm kind of OCD though too. So it's like, it's like, hey, I'll take care of that, you know, but um, <laughs> you don't have to touch that. No, I'm kidding. But, but there's also all these things that my wife does, uh, that it's a, it's a team, it's a partnership, but then not everybody has that network and has that support, right? Um, so let's look at these six things. The first one is be present. And here's what I mean by that. Being present, it means taking the time to listen to what moms have to say and be attentive to their needs, to show interest in their daily lives and ask them how you can help. I'm not always good at this. It's, I can be running a million miles an hour. That, so like Jennifer and I really need like coffee time in the morning. And coffee time is when she can just share what's going on, and that's my time. It's, it's not to, time to fix it or to give answers or to try to make, you know, it's just time to sit and listen and, and be present. Um, and sometimes that can be a phone call to the moms in your life. The next one is learn, I love this one, learn their routines. Because a lot of times moms are so busy Oh, that's just getting done. It's happening. But there's a lot going on. So learn their routines. Understand their daily schedule and the tasks they need to complete. This will help you become more aware of the work that they are doing and how you can help. Number three, help with household tasks. 
It says, offer, offer to help with household tasks, take on the response, some of the responsibility that the moms in your life have on their plate. So not only help to ease their workload, but also show your appreciation for their hard work. The lady that lives next to me, Peggy, she's like 86, and it's just neat to watch her kids constantly come over, and they mow her yard and hang out with her and cut back tree limbs and stuff, just constantly taking care of mom. They moved into their uh, house next door to us probably four years ago, three months after uh, her and her husband moved in, her husband passed away. So it's just like left with this new house and property and all this. So, but they come together. And so for me, it's like I know that when Peggy's sons aren't there, I'm checking on Peggy and just saying, hey, how you doing? How, you know, go over and knock on her door if I haven't seen her outside because she's always, you know, it could be like that storm that came through a week and a half ago. It's horrible outside. And she's picking up limbs. I'm like, what are you doing, Peggy? I'm like, put those down. <laughs> she's just a beast. She just doesn't care. Um, but those kind of things. Number four, show appreciation. This can be as simple as just saying thank you or expressing gratitude for their hard work. Acknowledge the sacrifices that they make for their family and make sure they know that their efforts are noticed and valued. Number five, spend quality time. This is that loving, loving the moms in our life as Christ loves the church. This is being a child to your mom, you know, saying, I'm going to make time. Because it's easy in our busy schedules to just send a quick text and to never actually go over and have dinner and hang out and, and make, make the time. I get it. It's easy to look past that. But then it's like, you think about like my brother-in-law. On a Sunday, I posted on Facebook about my daughter and my son-in-law getting their new house and their new baby on the way. Monday, he has the heart attack out of the blue. It's just like we never know what life is going to bring, and life always throws us curveballs, and when we're more intentional with the moms in our life, it, it, for the most part, can help to eliminate those moments of regret, like if I would have only, you know, because we didn't make the time, because we're so busy or whatever. So spend quality time. Take the time to engage in activities that they enjoy and make an effort to create lasting memories. This will not only help you to be more in tune with their needs, but also strengthen your relationship with them. And lastly, this is the most important one, you guys. Pray for the moms in your life. Take some time to pray for This is activating all of us to go beyond flowers and chocolate. Pray for the moms in your life. One of the most significant ways we can show love and care for the moms in our life is by praying for them. Our moms are often the ones who tirelessly pour into our lives. They provide love, guidance, support. So it's so important that we lift them up in prayer. And we ask God to bless them, to give them energy, to give them strength, spiritual growth, so that God is moving and, and nurturing their life. And we can also pray for their joys and concerns. Because as Scripture says, God hears our prayers, right? And when we take the time to pray for the moms in our life, we demonstrate our love and gratitude for them because we're just entrusting them in, in the Lord's hands. So... In closing here, let's ask ourselves, how can we move beyond flowers and chocolate? How can we ask that question, ask not what your mother can do for you, but what you can do for your mother? How can we support and love and encourage the moms in our life? Amen? So here's what I want to tell you. Tell you. Thank you, moms, each and every one of you. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. 
Thank you for giving birth to us, worrying about us, loving us when we didn't listen to your advice. And thank you for praying for us. We love you guys. And what I wanted to do for prayer time here, we can have the team come up. Is if you're a single mom, if, you, if this message spoke to you in any way just from the mom in your life, if there's tension in your relationship with your mother, if you had a loss in your life and this drums up all kinds of feelings, we want to pray for you. God hears your prayers, and he wants to encourage you. He wants to love on you. If um, you have a, a difficult relationship with your mom, come up for prayer for that as well. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the moms in our life. We thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, help us to take these tools and take these scriptures and um, really today and each and every day moving on, help us to really hone in on the moms in our life, how we can encourage them, how we can apply these six practical steps to really just, in essence, be Jesus to the moms in our life. And we just give you this day, we just pray for your grace and your mercy and your blessing over every family gathering today and each and every person in this place. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.